Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, June 1st, 5.30 a.m. Central Time. It's about time this week. Grain markets are higher to start off. Uh, July corn futures up five and three quarters at 599 and three quarters. December corn up eight cents at 529 and three quarters. July soybeans up 17 and a quarter at 1317. November soybeans up 18 and a half at 1165. July Chicago wheat up nine and a quarter at 603 and a half. July Kansas City wheat up nine and three quarters at eight dollars and a quarter. July spring wheat up six and a quarter at 786 and a quarter. Mackenzie, let's start off with the weather this morning. Yes, the U.S. Corn Belt will be mostly dry for at least another week. The seven-day government map calls for little to no rain throughout most of the region, and daily, and daily high temperatures are expected to be in the upper 80s or low 90s throughout much of the region during the next week. The Euro model is mostly dry through the next 10 days. The GFS continues to offer cooler temperatures and rain chances in the extended period, although the chances have been pushed back a couple of days. Okay, so this this time frame past like the 10th of June has been the area of contention in the forecast. And this GFS that's on my screen, it's, it's probably been updated uh, since we started recording here. But in any case, these rains, like especially for Illinois, for Missouri, for Indiana, for Wisconsin, this stuff in parts of Iowa, they were, I, I think earlier in the week, they were talking like June 11th. Now they're talking like the, the way the models look, looks like maybe it's June 13th or 14th. So your rain chances have been pushed back a little bit, which is going to leave you drier for at least another a couple of days beyond that. There are some pop-up showers here this morning. There's a, a small system around this like Des Moines area, like South Central Iowa. If you guys are in that neighborhood and you caught some rain, uh, drop the totals in the comments here. Uh, another system over the uh, Nebraska Kansas border here toward the uh, eastern uh, end of that. And then you've got some stuff over the panhandle as well. So you got a little bit of rain on the radar, no uh, big events by any means. But the big weather deal here is that, yeah, mostly hot and dry for now. We're talking 10, 11, maybe 12 days, and then maybe some relief out past, say, June 13th or so. But that is uh, far from a guarantee. The U.S. government released its monthly drought outlook yesterday. The outlook indicates that drought development is likely across huge portions of Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, and Missouri. The outlook indicates that drought will persist in parts of the Western Corn Belt, but on a positive note, drought removal is likely across the Southern Plains. Okay, so this is a uh, free drought outlook map that's on the government website. It's probably worth what you pay for it. But in any case, um, you know, if if this were realized, if you get this drought to build in the central corn belt and then a big um, uh, move away from drought in the plains, this would be a phenomenal flip flop in the uh, in the weather setup. I mean, you know, as of late for months and months and months, it's been drought in the plains and the central and eastern corn belt were in better shape. Uh, could we see a reversal of that? Um, I don't know. This kind of goes along with that stuff we talked about earlier this week, the rapid onset drought or whatever. So I think that this map, which I've seen kind of make the rounds here um, since it was released yesterday, this is essentially a derivative of the government uh, 
forecasts, which, you know, calling for dry conditions. And again, that the area of contention still when it comes to the forecast, I believe, is that period, um, you know, into like mid-June. And uh, GFS, again, extended, continues to indicate maybe a flip toward uh, cooler temperatures, maybe more rain uh, around mid-month. But again, that stuff's been pushed back a little bit. So drought development likely is is uh, what the government says. If you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. You won't find content like this anywhere else. Joe, tell me about the uh, video you put together with Brian yesterday. Uh, Brian split from Ag Market was on yesterday. He's great with charts. We actually had some stuff that ended up in, in hindsight being super topical uh, in terms of price action yesterday. We ran through corn, soybeans, wheat. I think we did crude oil and a couple of other things. Um, really great stuff from Brian. And also guys, the, the most popular videos that I've done for, for years and years now, the most popular videos that I do are these Sunday pre-open weather videos during the summer. These are out on Sundays before the markets open, uh, typically before 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, there's going to be one every Sunday pretty much through the month of July. So if you want to jump on the uh, premium deal and see all of this stuff, go to standardgrain.com this morning. You can sign up on your phone or computer with your credit card. It takes about one minute. This is a $50 per month deal. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else just a ton of stuff uh, direct from us every single business day guys brazilian soybeans are headed for the u.s purdue farms and adm recently purchased 178,000 tons of soybeans from brazil this is the largest sale since 2014. according to analysts the soy imports make sense as brazil is expected to harvest more than 154 million tons of soybeans this season its largest crop ever brazil now exports more soy and corn than the u.s highlighting the country's dominant presence as an ag exporter. The cost of soybeans, not including freight in Brazil, is $1.09 per bushel cheaper than U.S. beans for near-term delivery, making imports more economical for some East Coast crushers. I guess this speaks to two things. First thing, and it's old news, is that old crop U.S. beans are overpriced on the export market, and that's why we're not doing much export business. The other thing that it speaks to is how few old crop soybeans are actually floating around. I mean, the old crop situation's pretty darn tight, and uh, it's for that reason that we're seeing some imports. We import some beans every year. Uh, maybe we end up doing more this year. But yeah, I mean, we're overpriced. Um, we should we should be selling beans and not importing beans. That would be ideal. Um, I talked about in some of the premium stuff recently. I think I probably mentioned it on here too. The, uh, the bad book of new crop soybean export sales that we've got um, you know, out of the United States. We just haven't sold very much, and we really need to get going there. China's stock market has turned bearish. Chinese shares are tumbling as pessimism grows over the country's economic recovery. At the beginning at the beginning of this year, investors expected China's economy to bounce back after the government lifted its strict zero COVID policy at the end of 2022, and the market was able to rally until the end of January, but the, but has since lost those gains. According to experts, the scarring effects of the pandemic are still lingering and fears dominating the market. Another challenge is China's new COVID wave, something we haven't heard a lot about from the mainstream media, but experts believe this new wave will peak at 65 million cases per week by the end of June. Yeah, if you uh, look for any sort of news story on the new China COVID wave, 
There's not much out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloomberg had something out last week, I think, and uh, somebody in the Chinese government said that they're rushing to bolster their vaccine arsenal, uh, whatever that means. So is this the real deal or not? I don't know. Some of the markets act as if this is the real deal. I mean, why have soybeans been so incredibly soft? I mean, I, I can see that China's not buying new crop beans out of the U.S. when typically they would be this time of year. But uh, this is absolutely something to pay attention to. China is just such a massive importer of of almost every commodity. It's uh, uh, something to be aware of here, certainly. So also on the top, uh, also on the topic of China, um, heavy rains have caused flooding in ripe wheat fields across China's most important growing region, endangering China's wheat crop. So in hopes of salvaging the crop, China's ag ministry is ur- is urging local authorities to send emergency teams to speed up the harvest and drying of the damaged grain. Over the past 10 days, as harvest began, some areas received excess rains of up to 400%. As wheat begins to sprout due to this rain, the Ag Ministry is urging buyers to purchase sprouted wheat for feed or industrial purposes since it is no longer fit for human consumption. Uh, China, the world's largest wheat grower, was expecting a bumper wheat crop this year. China's the world's largest wheat grower. They're also the world's largest wheat importer. Uh, 13 and a half million metric tons is USDA's projection for this current marketing year. Uh, that's just ahead of Egypt and the European Union, who would be two and three. So is this something that could be friendly, the wheat market, if China needs to import more wheat because of their crop problems i suppose so uh the wheat market isn't acting as if that's the case really been under a lot of pressure i know yesterday we saw a little bit of a reversal we're higher this morning but overall i mean that market has been down and out certainly on wednesday evening the u.s house of representatives voted to pass the recently negotiated debt ceiling legislation with a vote of 314 to 117 the legislation was approved with strong support from both parties the bill has faced opposition from both republicans and democrats since it was first announced the legislation will now move to the senate where it will need 60 votes before it can get to biden's desk the bill contains modest spending cuts and suspends the debt limit for the next two years Uh, macro markets appear to be over this story i think the next big thing when it comes to the macro situation is going to be this fed uh meeting on june 14th i think is when the interest rate announcement will be out and uh the probabilities regarding rate hikes have been very much back and forth. Yesterday, um, I was looking at the CME Fed tool and they were talking like 65% chance of a quarter point hike. This morning, they're talking only a 30% chance of a quarter point hike and a 70% chance of no hike. So the market is not quite sure about this. Um, I don't know what people on Wall Street think, but um, that's gonna be your next big deal when it comes to uh, the economy and outside markets and that sort of thing. Uh, Cattle market yesterday. Yeah, cattle futures again turned heads on Wednesday, feeder cattle futures closed an average of 146 higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of 63 cents higher. Cash cattle trade hasn't taken off yet this week. However, with these strong futures prices, it is expected to at least hold steady with last week, if not gain some ground. Choice box beef uh, was up 88 cents on Wednesday afternoon, closing at 305.84, and select was 62 cents lower, closing at 287.77. Mackenzie, I'm not a cattle person, but you are. Uh, there was like my understanding is that there was some sort of expectation for maybe a, a slightly softer cash cattle market like late May into June, and that's not shaping up the way that people thought. No, 
no. Um, of of course, seasonally, you would have expected that, but no. That's what people thought, right? Yeah, of course, that's what they thought. But market-ready cattle just aren't out there. And the fundamentals have been pointing that way for so long. And we're finally here, and the cattle aren't there. And the market is obviously reacting. Packers are having to pay up. And um, the, par the prices are just phenomenal right now. Incredible. The futures prices, my gosh. It's, it's great. And then, yeah, cash cattle prices, it's, it's great. Outside markets this morning, guys. U.S. dollars off a little bit. Uh, S&P's up 11 points. The Dow's up 35. Bonds off a little bit. Gold and silver mixed. Crude oil's down 33 cents at 67.76. And the July WTI was able to close off the lows a little bit yesterday. Everybody have a great day today. Uh, we will talk to you on Friday.